Good morning, everyone. Um, welcome back to Christian Devotionals. Um, let's get started with a word of prayer, then we're going to get um, on our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for loving us and taking care of us. We thank you for allowing us to see another day that we've never seen. We actually give us strength in this day, Father God. We actually give us wisdom and guide us, Father God. Our ears are listening. We're being attentive to your voice. Father God, as we listen or read the devotional today, Father God, bless us. Bless the ones that are reading it. Bless the ones that are hearing it. Father God, lead us and help us to apply it to our lives. Help us to see what you're trying to say to us, Father God, because we all would get a different meaning out of this. But Father God, let us be able to apply it to our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, verse of the day is Genesis 31, 24. But God came to Laban, the Amorian, in a dream at night. Watch yourself. God warned him, don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Topic, either good or bad. Affirmations. I'm going to say them and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it. I have favor with God. I am accepted by God. I am loved by God. I'm walking in peace. People would do all they can to tear your spirit down, to hurt you. To have you misguided, to use you, abuse you. That's just how people are when they know they can do these things. I've noticed that people try to hold you back because they fear of you being better than them. We can't allow people to install fear into us or to hurt us continuously. Laban was so angry that God told him, don't say anything good or bad to Jacob. He wanted him to stop before he said anything that could cause harm to his life. Do you know that God does this to our enemies when they try to come against us and he might not send a vision, but they have some sort of delay in what they want to do because they feel or see something that might make them pull away from us. God knew that if Laban could get to Jacob, that he would have hurt him or worse, killed him. Verse 29, I have the power to harm you. But last night, the God of your father said to me, be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. He tells Jacob, I have the power to harm you. But I did it because the God of your father told me to be careful. To me, Laban wasn't a man that followed God. He knew of him. He was a man that relied on his wealth and his family for things, not on God, but he recognized God when he spoke to him. If you notice when, when former atheists or other religions tell you they have heard from God, they know it. It was, was God because they can feel it. They feel the authority, the power coming from his words and his presence. Just like Jesus, when they tried to come to arrest Jesus, and he said to them, verse 5, Jesus and Nazareth, they replied, I am he. Jesus said, and the Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. He just said the simple words, I am he. He didn't use large words. He just simply stated his name, but the authority he had on his voice. And to fulfill prophecy, they, they did this. Verse 6, when Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. The authority that God has, has, he can move anything, stop anything, block anything, because he is God. When Laban wanted to hurt one of his own, his children, he immediately came to him and told him, don't harm him. He is good. Be good or bad, don't say it. Even when we don't know it, he's always protecting us from the seen and unseen. If Laban never seen said it to Jacob, would, would have never known God spoke to him. Verse 30, now you have gone off because you longed to return to your father's household. But why did you steal my gods? See, Laban had other gods. He didn't believe in God, the big G, enough to make him 
his fool, he had household gods, little G, that had that was laying around at his home. And Rachel took it for what reason? I don't know. But it but he wanted his God back. Sometimes we hold on to things that we shouldn't, all because out of routine or out of comfort. But we must learn that things make things we make our God in our life isn't a real true God. It can't do anything. What we spend time with, what we give ourselves to every day is our idol, is our God. Numbers 24, 13. If Balak should give me his house full of silver and gold, I would not be able to go beyond the word of the Lord to do either good or bad of my own will. What the Lord speaks, that I shall speak. This same thing happened to Balaam. Balaam wanted him to cuss the people of God, but because Balaam was told by God to only say what he wanted to say, Balak was so confused. See, people of the world don't understand that when God speaks to us, we must obey. We can do what we want and be disobedient, but we must always do the will of God. Verse 10, then Balak anger burned against Balaam. He struck his hands together and said to him, I summon you to curse my enemies, but you have blessed them with these three, these three times. See, Balaam was so angry that he struck his hands to show his disappointment. But what can mere men do to us compared to God? God even had his hand over his people. He even protected them from words and harm. As long as we are walking in God and walking in the light, whatever men try to do to us won't pass. This goes on about seven messages where Balak only said what God said to him. Verse 11, now leave at once and go home. I said, I will reward you handsomely. But the Lord has kept you from being rewarded. Balak wanted Balaam to know that he messed up. That he wouldn't get the treasures and riches he had from. But what his word, but what, but what this world can give us won't ever amount up to what God can give us. This world can live and can promise us love and empty relationships. But the relationships we have with God and the relationship we can develop with God withstand the test of time and situations. But what we get from people won't last and never do. Today, if you hear the voice of God, don't ignore it. If you are wanting to hear his voice, obey his commands. If you have enemies that continue to come against you, remember that God will hear you and God will protect you from anything and everything. But we must be wise what we do and what we say to others. We can't go around making people angry and causing problems and expect God to defend us in our wrongdoing. We must always respect others and love others the, the way God tells us to. Prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your guidance. Lord, forgive us if we've done anything that's not of you. Lord, please defend us away from our enemies. Lord, help us have favor with you and all men. Lord, thank you for your protection. Thank you for having your guardian angels encamped around our home. We thank you for protecting us while we sleep. Lord, we ask you right now to give us strength each and every day to walk in your light in Jesus' mighty name. So today's topic is either good or bad. Either good or bad, when we have enemies and we have people that constantly want to bother us, don't fear. Don't get frustrated. And I, honestly, I, I, if I can be transparent, it's, it's hard not to be frustrated when someone bothers us. Because people tend to want to, especially if they see that you're walking and you're calling and they're walking, you're walking in the light. They tend to do things to pick at you. And... It's hard to ignore that. I'm just going to be honest with you. It really is hard. I, and I had a couple times in the seasons in my life where God was molding me. He was trying to show me, don't worry about what people do. 
Don't worry about what this person says about you. Don't worry about if they say these little tedious things. These are just words. Leave it alone. And it took me a long time to get that. And now I'm at a place in my life where when people say words and say things, take them before God. God is not going to kill anyone for you. He's not going to harm anyone for you. But he's going to make them realize, don't touch that one. It's just like a mother. Um, especially my mom in general. Um, when I was going through my rough patch, I was in the world. Uh, she oftentimes had to tell people, don't bother her. Leave her alone. You know, and she was protective of me. That, that's how mothers are. That's how parents are. They're, they're protective. That's how God is with us. They're protective. He's protective of us. Even if we feel like he's not protecting us, he is. Even while we're sleeping, he's protecting us. He have, he have angels encamped around us to protect us. We might think that's minor. Some people might think that's not enough, that they need more from God. But God loves us tremendously. And when someone bothers, when someone pick on us, trust and believe they will get theirs. It showed many times that people might think, think they got away with something in the Bible. And later on, they the God has come in and seek his revenge. That reminds me of the reference verse we have today. If you have your Bibles, go to Romans 12, 19. Go to Romans 12. Verse 19. Do not take revenge on do not take revenge, my friend, my dear friend. Believe room for God's wrath, for it's written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. See, a lot of times we think what we do, oh, I got to get them, or I got to say the this, I got to get this off my chest, or I got to go meet that person in the parking lot, or I've got to give this person a piece of my mind. No, you don't. You stay faithful. You stay in the light and you hold your peace. I don't care how many people you got shouting at you saying you did this, you did that. Hold your peace. How do you think Jesus felt? We had tons of people saying crucify him. He did this. He did that. He sat there. He said nothing. Jesus said nothing. But us, we feel like I got to give this person peace of my mind. I got to show them I'm not no punk. No. You don't have to show no one anything. You show them what God has created you to do, which is hold your tongue. You show them that it's, it's someone that you're living for, which is God. You show them that the light of God is what you're walking in. You show them that your words don't bother me because I have someone bigger that's on me. I have someone bigger beside me. Because God is bigger than our problems. God is bigger than our enemies. God is bigger than our situations. And when we put him first, he will seek revenge on people that bother us. Our people are in our enemies that come after us. It says here, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. Because what you do and what you say with your mouth, oh yeah, you might have stung them. You might have put them in their place. But that's not what God wants you to do. Unless God say, say this, say it. My mom always tell me it's always an opening in any argument. And say, she said, wait for it. And the Holy Spirit will lead you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you words to say. Sometimes it's, it, you have to listen. And, and like I said, this is hard to do 
especially if you're a, a babe in Christ, but I'm not saying you can't do this, but when you have an argument with someone and you feel like you're about to lose your cool, what I like to do is I pay attention to whoever I'm talking to because you, you have to do that. But take in a deep breath and say in your head, Jesus. And if he wants you to speak, he's going to give you the right time and the unction to say it. But if God doesn't give you the words to say, hold your peace. That's going to be hard to do, but hold your peace. Because God will give you the right time to say the right thing. He will give you the right time to do it. If he don't, if he, if he don't give you the right time to do it, he will take care of it. But you must trust that he will do it. I went home many days angry, crying. Say, why didn't you let me say something? Why didn't you give me the words to say it? He's like, because that's not what I wanted you to do. And I wasn't angry at him. I was angry because I allowed, for me, I felt I allowed someone to walk all over me. And I had to learn that they wasn't walking all over me. Because when we go back and forth with people, we are entertaining a spirit of confusion, spirit of aggression, a spirit, spirit of rage and anger. We have to be careful when we dabble in those kind of spirits. Because just like that spirit's on them, that spirit can come to you. So we must be careful how we entertain things that come our way. Because people are always watching us. And they're watching what we do, what we say. Just like Jesus, they watch him. They watch everything. And every chance, every opportunity they got, they went at him, went at him. And each time he was able to connect, he was able to say a Bible verse or able to say words that quench them or make them silent because it's nothing they could say to him because he is Jesus. And that's just like us. We have Jesus living inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit living inside us. And when we have our enemies that come against us, Jesus will give us the right words to say, but we must depend on him and we must be calm enough to focus on his voice and not the voice of others that are trying to taunt us. Okay, so let's go on to our next Bible verse. Psalms 138. If you have your Bible, go to Psalms 138. Verse 17. No, verse 7, I'm sorry. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. You see right here, he says, though I walk in the midst of trouble. David knew that he was going to have trouble. David knew people are going to come against him, but he knew that God will preserve his life, that God will stretch out his hands against his enemies, that God's right hand will save him. He knew whatever he went through, God was right there. Even when he ran from Saul, God was right there. God, uh, David, David had plenty of opportunity to strike down Saul, to take out his men. Because David was a very powerful warrior. But he waited. And he didn't allow other people. I think we discussed this in the devotional. One time David had opportunity to... To kill Saul. And his men was like, this is the opportunity. You should take it. God is giving you him. And I'm paraphrasing. God is giving you Saul to kill. You should go ahead and do it, David. You know, show him who's boss. And David's like, no. 
David instantly was going to go there and just take him out. But David got to thinking, this is God's anointed. I'm not putting my hand on God's anointed. And see, it's a Bible verse that says, trying to get the right one. Psalms 105, 15, do not touch my anointed one and do my prophet no harm. When you're walking in God and you're living a righteous, holy life, people should not touch you. They should know not to touch you and they don't because they don't study his word. But you know they shouldn't. And I fear for a person's life that bothers a prophet of God that do harm to a prophet of God or a person of God or a holy, righteous person of God. Because when you do something that you don't supposed to do to someone that's holy, you are in serious trouble. Because you don't want to do that. To fall in the hands of an angry God is the worst thing in the world. But going back to David, he knew not to touch God's anointed. So he told Saul, he said, I have cut a piece of your cloth of your robe. He said, I won't put my hands on you. I won't kill you. He said, I have opportunity to, but I won't. See, that takes self-control. That's why we should pray for the fruits of the spirit every day is self-control. Because if we have self-control, we can control our words. We can control our actions. I had a guy um, last night. I went to the deli to get ham. And um, I kept saying the correct thing. And he kept correcting me. And... When he did it, he smiled. And I knew he smiled at me in a way that was very taunting. And he started singing and dancing while he cut my hand. And as he was doing it, it was like I had the peace of God. Because I knew that me, the old me, would have said everything in the world to this man. But I stood there and I stared at him as he was singing and dancing because he kept making eye contact with me. He was cutting that helm and he was singing and dancing and everyone was laughing at him because he was basically picking at me. And he looked at me and he stopped when he noticed that I wasn't laughing with him or I wasn't really agreeing with what he was doing. And I think he felt bad after he did it because he looked at me with this look and he said, hmm. He said, oh, okay. He said, well, you have a good night. I said, you too. I took the meat. I walked away from him. When we are put in a position where people are taunting us, we can either do what our flesh wants to do, which our flesh can run a thousand miles a minute telling us everything. It, to hit, to, to say ugly words, to cut someone out, to, to degrade someone, to embarrass someone. Your flesh can go out of control. But when you have self-control, you can breathe and take whatever someone do. And while he was taunting and making fun of me as I you know, trying to communicate with him, I just breathed because I knew that what he was doing was nothing. And him taunting me the way I spoke and the way I said things, I didn't let it get the best of me because I knew that at the end of the day, when I go home and I lay down at night, 
and I talked to God, I knew my relationship with God would be severed if I said anything less to this man. We have to start thinking about our relationship with God. Will our words cause a division, a barrier between us and God? Because we decide to have a moment of weakness. Because that's what it is, a moment of weakness. We have to choose some time to allow people to say what they want to say while we hold our tongue. And that is the hardest thing. It's just like our enemies, God is watching them like he watches us. And he will revenge us when we have people that bother us. But he's also watching us to see what we will do. And us as image bearers, or us as people of God, have to be careful. Because nowadays, some people can't tell the difference from the Christians, from the people of the world. Because we walk down the same paths. We have to start holding ourselves to that higher standard. Not that we're better. Never that we're better. But that we have someone that is watching us. And that we have someone that we're living for. We're living for God. We're living to display this is what it is to walk in Jesus. We must display love and compassion and ignore people that are inhabiting spirits. Some people have spirits that's in them that would taunt you because they know what can cause you to tick, what can push your buttons. But we must be people that ignore it and rebuke the spirit that's in them. Okay. Remember that Jesus loves you. Remember that you're going to have hard days and, and good days. And that's what people don't tell babes in Christ or people in general. They, they make people feel like that once you become a Christian, that this is the magic pill or this is magic. It, all your troubles go away. It doesn't. But it gets easier to deal with because we're walking with God. We're walking in the spirit of God. And we're going to have days that are hard. We're going to have situations that's going to blow our minds. But we must be a people that stand on God and allow God to fight our battles. And realize that God will fight our battles against our enemies. We don't have to fight our enemies. Back to our story. Laban could have laid Jacob out. He could have killed him. But he said, your, your father's God. Let me get the right words, but he said to him. He said, the God of your father said to me, your father. He didn't believe in God. But he believed in God enough to know, I better not touch Jacob. And sometimes that's all we have to depend on is that God has us. Brother, good or bad, he has us. But we shouldn't go around provoking people, expecting God to handle our situations once we provoke people. We must treat everyone with kindness and love and compassion. And we must walk with self-control, knowing that we are in the light of the Lord. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. I hope you are blessed. I hope you enjoyed the devotional. 
I enjoyed it a lot. It, it brought back a lot to my memory and a lot um, of things that I, I deal with during the day. It, it helps me keep focused. So remember to pray for self-control. Remember to pray for the fruits of the spirit. And remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Have a blessed day. Thank you.